if you first you know, take the time to check in what you bring with you into this moment now after the break so just appreciate how you feel and how it is for you to be here Then again sliding or dropping with your attention, with your awareness into the body, befriending your own energy. Maybe with the help of the in-breath, as best as we can, we connect with a sense of friendliness, a sense of kindness. So that we feel welcomed. The in-breaths, they are like embrace embracing your experience. So, and then with the next in-breath, I invite you to slide down your arms, from the shoulders, down your arms, into your hands. And you become aware of the sensation in the palm of your hands and the fingers. So with the in-breath, sliding. And maybe you don't feel much, but that's good enough. So it can be quite subtle. So you bring the sensations in your hands into the foreground of your attention, of your awareness. That does not mean that the other things stop, but the aliveness, the chi or prana in your hands is in the foreground. Maybe combined a bit with the breath, as if you're breathing into the hands. instruction is pretty forward, so as soon as you notice that you get back into your head, 
that the stories, the commentary becomes more important, you drop back into the aliveness. This is uh, more joyful and easy when you feel a sense of wonder, a sense of appreciation. The hands, they are so precious. You can touch someone, you can hold things with it, you can write. So they can be a kind of thank you hand, thank you hands. So if you can bring that kind of wonder, that kind of gratitude into your meditation object, then it's much easier and joyful to stay present, to become more intimate with the object. It's like a bit like falling in love. So you let go of the mental image of the hands, that's not the object. The object is the aliveness. Also you let go of this sense that you are up in your head and you look down into your hands. Instead, you really drop into your hands. Feel the hands from. So there's the sensations in your hands, and it's pretty obvious that they are non-static, flowing. So there's the movement in your hands. And now let's shift a bit into the peacefulness or quietness beneath, beyond the movements, the space. 
So you let go of the mental image of your hands and then get a sense of the peace, the space beneath, beyond the sensations. And you breathe into that. need to put effort into it. It's a gentle <coughs> curiosity. Of looking into or feeling into the stillness beneath beyond the movements in your hands. almost as if there's a dimension of infinite peace. You get hooked by thoughts you unhook. And you look into peace. So next, uh, I invite you to switch the channel. So if you bring your awareness uh, into the area between your ears, and very gentle, you bring the sounds into the foreground. So the sound of this voice, the sound of the air condition, other sounds in this room. And again, it's not that the other things go away, but you bring sounds to the foreground. Listening. 
when you get distracted, you unhook from thinking and you return to the sounds. You dance with the sounds. Your awareness dances with the sounds. Also there, as with other objects, it helps if one brings a certain wonder into it. Maybe you could imagine how it is to lose hearing, which is going to happen. So there's something something joyful in, in being able to, for example, to listen to this voice, because it's a voice is something so rich and, and uh, it's so wonderful to be able to listen. And notice how the listening is completely effortless. It's not something you need to do. It's just happening. Sometimes you might be also aware that you emphasize the inner dialogue and then you return to the listening. And it's not that the inner dialogue needs to stop, it's just it's less important. So that this is a uh, our meditation, you pay attention to, you choose what you want to pay attention to. Also here, let go of the mental image of the body, of the head, and listening into that space. And now also the possibility to become curious about the silence or the stillness within which the sounds come and go. So the the space, the still space through which this voice travels. And even a continuous sound like the air condition. You might be able to hear the spacious, the mighty stillness. behind, beneath, and pervading this voice and the sound of the air condition. It's just a vastness there. 
look there. Look or feel or hear. Or be aware, be aware of the stillness. Your body softens, your belly and your shoulders. So and then uh, I invite you again to shift the channel and bring your awareness to your eyes. And if you have your eyes closed, then just look into that space in front of your eyes. And you might see some light coming through or there's some patterns some movements. So look into the space in front of your eyes. It's maybe a bit of an unusual object. But um, see what you can do with that. Paying attention to the patterns and the light. So let's stay on the visual, but um, working with an image. So if you bring 
to your mind a person you have a warm and friendly relationship with. <coughs> so for some of you, uh, you know, if you are visually oriented, you might be able to actually see the face and see the body, see the person moving. For others, this might be more a feeling of that person, the sound of his or her voice, and the feeling of his or her presence. So holding a mental image like that, combined with a feeling of that person, Notice how that works for you. If that is something helpful for you, something you would like to work with, can you affect your mental state by connecting with the warmth and the kindness in the relationship? And does something in your body change? Turning when you notice that you that your mind goes somewhere else. What is important in all this kind of uh, meditations is when you notice that you start to tense you know, in the body because you put too much effort, then with the out-breath you let go, you relax, you soften.
So now let's open the focus a bit. So we had now three distinct objects, you know, the sensation in your hands and the sounds and the sight. So now allow your awareness to spread in the whole body. Like you become aware of the energy in your whole body, from the toes to the top of your head, including the arms and the hands, the breath. And then you open your awareness into your surroundings, 360 degrees. Initially you could use the image of sitting by the beach and letting the waves come and go. So similar, we open our awareness without particular focusing on anything. If it feels wholesome, you can have a bit of a groundedness with your hands or the breath. But you let this moment be what it is with all the senses open. You become like the sky. So the things come and go and you are the space within which the things come and go. And as soon as you notice that you try to get something, or you try to get rid of something, as best as you can, you relax that grasping. So it is exploring effortlessness and it exploring doing nothing. Yes, and of course things sometimes come to the foreground, and that's fine. So for a while you might, you might, there might be more the sound in the foreground, and then again the sensations, pleasant or unpleasant. of control, letting go of the doing.
And then when you notice that you are hooked, you unhook. Maybe stabilizing for a while with the breath and the sensation in your hands. sliding into open choiceless awareness, meditating like the sky, being the sky, with a heart like the sky, heart like the sky. So there's the content of your experience, the waves coming and going, pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. From the Buddhist point of view, the display of your karma. loving curiosity towards the content, recognizing the non-static nature and substantiality. And we let go of resistance as much as possible to reduce our suffering. And then we can also become aware, we can pay attention to the space or the stillness, the peace within which this movement is happening. The quiet, the restful, the space. stillness which we share. 
underlying and surrounding and pervading the movements. Peace is always available. It's a matter of recognizing it. Trusting it. Love is always here. It's a matter of recognizing it, trusting it. familiar so it becomes possible for you to recognize peace even in a difficult moment uh, so that it becomes possible for you to recognize love even in a difficult moment the stillness surrounding, underlying, pervading the movement. Towards the end of the session, we share that with each other and with the surroundings. break when we move around, we are aware of the change, but we are also aware of that which is not changing.
So we have uh, moved a bit to this, uh, and uh, I mean you can see how these categories are not uh, these little boxes, but they are they they overlap and. Uh, But maybe uh, it can help you to uh, um, to see your meditation or sessions really as like an exploration. You know, maybe it can help you to become more curious about different. Uh, I mean, the, this loving curiosity is such a powerful, uh, such a powerful way to look at your experience. So, if we become lovingly curious about the difficult things, the difficult aspect of our experience, that's such a, because you, with that you, you reduce the resistance, so it will immediately have an effect on, on the, it will have an effect on, 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 on the sense of suffering. It will reduce the suffering, but also the loving curiosity to 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 the wonderful, to the good things which are happening. That's that's equally important. So it's so important that we have the attention and the appreciation to wonderful moments, to good moments, to nourishing moments, to beautiful moments. So this uh, attentive curiosity, this loving curiosity, helps us to reduce suffering on one end, and also helps us to enjoy life more. Traditional uh, teachings, what is uh, recommended quite often is that um, if you want to focus in your practice on stabilizing the mind, that you that you mm, that you stay with one object. Um, You can explore how much that makes sense for you. Uh, yeah, definitely, if you want to have like a more structured training of uh, shamatha or of this capacity to focus, then it might be helpful for a while to stay with one object and, and become more intimate with it. But there's, on the other hand, there's a lot of benefit in being flexible and working with the different things which come up. 
So it's a bit, uh, so it depends a bit on your preferences and what makes sense for you. Uh, probably, I mean, if you want to focus on cultivating stability, then then it's actually necessary to really simplify your life and go into a retreat and really work on it. Whereas if you live the way like a normal life, like with relationship and Facebook and going working and stuff like that, it can be very frustrating to try to focus on one object. Then it might be more helpful to have a more flexible and open attitude so that you can use that time of where you sit quietly to work with what arises for you and to work and pay attention to what needs to, needs some attention. And then maybe when you're in retreat, you would uh, go into a more, uh, more like a more focused practice. So I'm not so I'm not so fond of this uh, instruction which you will get in, from some from some teachers or some lineages to like you choose an object and you stay with that and that's your practice and the rest is a bit like going shopping and you know trying out different things and you don't get anywhere through that. It's not my experience when I observe people. I see both, so I see that some people benefit from a kind of focused way to practice, but quite often they get kind of rigid and they don't move really, not much is happening. And then I see other people who kind of do different things and they dance a bit around and they do this and that, and and I see they, they actually develop and they get somewhere, and sometimes they don't. So it's, um, it's, um, I don't, uh, it's, I can't, uh, I can't, in my own experience, I, I, I don't see that, that uh, being too, being, being very focused on one practice or being quite open and loose and explorative I can't say what's better. I think it's up to you. You need to find it out. What works for you? What, you know, where your heart goes? I mean, if you are more an explorative and playful person, then you know, trying to squeeze yourself into this uh, this straitjacket of a practice. You know, this is how you do it, and you know this. Uh, then. Uh, then I, I think it, it, that might be not the best way to practice. On the other hand, if you are completely lost and confused and you don't know what to do and you kind of you read one book after another and uh, so then you know, to pick a practice and say, okay, this is now what I'm going to explore for one week. <laughs> so, and then I stay with it or for two months. So that's also helpful. 